Welcome to Go Full Side Effects once again, everybody. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. You all know my good-looking, ball-headed buddy up there, John. How you doing today? Hey, everybody. I'm doing good. Thanks, man. Everybody, today, I- I'm going to welcome Kirsty Black. And she is, uh, I think by the time this is over with, everybody's going to think you're a very amazing person, <laughs> you know, for everything you've done. But before we get into what your dad did, because we're going to talk a lot about what your dad did. I need to bring up about what's going on this weekend in my my area, my hometown. We're having what's called a Hope for Veterans. And it's May 13th, which is Saturday, from 1 until 6 p.m. And uh, uh, things, little things got changed on it, but it's going to be a really great event. And the address to it, so everybody knows right here, which if I have the address to it, and for some reason I don't. Oh, yeah, I do. The address on here is uh, it's going to be put on with Operation Truth. And Hope is also, and Sarah are putting this thing on. And Go For Side Effects will be there in support to help them out. And so it's... um, if you go on the website on the Go For Side Effects, you can find all the information there, where it's at. I just can't scroll through and find out exactly where it's at because I'm not good with Facebook. <laughs> but uh, now let's get into what uh, I, I really want to talk about. And this is an important message I think Kirsty needs to tell out there. When me and her first met, uh, I talked to her on the telephone and she was – I, I believe you were several hours away from your parents at the time. I, yeah, I was actually on a job. Uh, I had a job in Massachusetts and yeah. I was in my hotel room and we had a conversation. <laughs> right. And she was trying to get help for her dad, who was a Desert Storm veteran. And, uh, you know, he, he is having several problems, which I'm going to let her talk about what he did. And what he did was quite amazing that I just learned just a little bit ago. But, Percy, uh, I'm going to let you take it away. Tell him about your dad being in the Army and everything. Okay. So my dad, um, I'm Theodore Black, he was in the Army for 20, I believe it was 22, 23 years. He retired from the Army Reserve. He served in Desert Storm in 1990 to 91. And uh, him, his MOS was... Uh, 88B, uh, 88M and 95B, which is food services. And then he was a fuel uh, transportation specialist. He also, I found out from some of his veteran buddies, was on a cleanup crew. So if a Scud missile hit, he would be the first person to clean up like the bodies, the area where the Scud missile uh, hit. Um, My journey with my dad started Two years ago, uh, my dad had a hospital stay at the GV Sonny Montgomery in Jackson, Mississippi, and um, he he um, got diagnosed at that time with dehydration and a UTI, but he had also been uh, diagnosed with Parkinson and dementia in 2017. Um So when he was hospitalized, he didn't qualify for some of the benefits. And I asked a social worker why, because he's retired from the army. 
And they told me because he wasn't service connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's never been service connected or he, and um, I'm a civilian. So I didn't understand the term service connected. I had to find out what did that mean? And he was, he, he was 78 at the time. And I was like, well, is it too late to get service connected? Because he's been retired from the army. Uh, he retired in the um, 2002. So it had been 18 years since he had retired. So that was kind of like my journey in May 2021 to kind of understand and find out what it meant, what you had to do to get service connected mm-hmm. with them. And that's the crazy because, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. As yeah. as a either a spouse or uh, a child, when you your parents start getting up in age, it's it, it does it falls on you to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And it, when they go in the military, you think, "Wow, he spent twenty years. They're going to mm-hmm. help take care of them. They're going to do this. They're going to do that." And wham! They hit a bombshell on, right? In which is terrible. Number one, they should have said, "You know what? We are going to help." Your mm-hmm. dad served. And and the funny thing is, he doesn't have to be service connected to be taken care of. Because number mm-hmm. one, he spent the 20 years in and he's he he does qualify for all the care. Mm-hmm. But the service connected is the part that really chaps my ass. I'll, so, I'll be honest with you. Kirsty, so coming out of your mouth for somebody who doesn't understand that term, how do you how would you tell somebody? They didn't understand what that meant, what service connection means. What what service connected means is his illness or his ailments that he had been diagnosed with was connected, directly connected with the army or or, or with his service in the army. That's what uh, I deciphered service connected meant. It whatever he had as far as a diagnosis illness, we had to prove that he had gotten this disease or illness in the in the army, serving in the army or the war. And um, so, like I said, that's kind of like how my journey started. My dad was the type of person he didn't want to use up government benefits if he didn't need them. So his thought was whenever he actually needed care, that they would automatically give it to him. Uh, I did discover that in 1998, he did apply for Service Connected. It was for low energy, erectile dysfunction, and back and something else. They went down the list and denied him. Now I'm finding out some of those Things are directly related to what his illness is today, which is Parkinson. I believe he had the symptoms early, like I said, in 1998. But based on the report from the doctors of the, the Service Connect report, he was denied right. on all five um, illnesses he said that he had. And here's the problem with that. Once you file and you stop filing for a certain amount of years, it's hard to go back and make them retro pay. 
which mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you probably, if you're yeah. into it, finding out, it's not right. quite, you, which is total BS. I mean, to mm -hmm. be honest with you, it isn't fair it, or any of this, but the onset of what your dad has is they should have been right on it, taking care right. of it. And that's right. what I want to talk to you about. How, how did you start finding out the information, how to get to the information and what you needed to do? Um, I, okay, I started with the social worker, but then the social worker at the VA went missing in action. Like after he told me I needed to get service connected, basically he gave me a website and that 1-800 number to the VA regional office, you know. That was it? And that was it. Then I just started, I was started looking for groups on Facebook. I started just researching myself, what the process, what I had to do. Um, I didn't even understand how to fill out the forms. So based on the groups out there in Facebook, the veteran groups out there in, on Facebook, and, you know, they were just, everybody was just trying to tell me what did I needed to do. And uh, the first thing was to fill out the application of, of all the illnesses and submit it, right? right? And they said that I had a county VSO and a state VSO that I can always refer to. So I, I did reach out to my state VSO. They was extremely unhelpful. Um, mm. It was no sense of urgency. It was a lackadaisical kind of <laughs> response to, to me. Welcome you to you. Nice discussion. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just like I... I started in May trying to get their help. And I looked at my emails right before the show. I went from May to November and I still didn't get any really? kind of help. From them. I went wow. from the, the, the representative, uh, the local representative, and then I went up to her director and I still got no help from them. It's, I just, it was unbelievable. But I kept, like I said, the groups helped me. Like you guys, the veterans kept saying, keep pushing, keep fighting, keep trying to find a resource, you know. So for the first year, I did everything myself. I filed the claims or whatever. And then when I got my first, I would call responses from the VA, which was rejections, of course, when I got my re rejections, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to handle this because I had a full-time job. My dad health was, every day it was evolving into something different, the Parkinson and dementia. So it's just like, you know, his health wasn't stable. So it was just like, okay, what do I do now? So I looked on the VA website to get a VSO officer or approved officer that they have listed on their website. And I found one who actually answered the phone. <laughs> so, uh, and he had just honestly started. He hadn't even have access to the, the system yet, but he, um, he was approved. So I started working with him. And honestly, it's been the best thing ever because he's a vet. And you, go. you had shared that with me. And I, yeah. and I, and I truly think that 
that by itself, not the only, because my local VSO, she's great. She's not a vet. Her husband's a vet. She's mm-hmm. not a vet. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm just, you know, when you shared yeah. with me that gentleman was yeah. a vet, I'm like, okay. Yeah. You He's know. a vet and he's suffering from, you know, TBIs, you know, and stuff like that. So some serious illnesses himself. So uh, I was just lucky and blessed to come upon him to help me through the appeal process. Because it's one thing to get the application submitted. It's a whole nother job on that appeal process, what you have to put together. And I had already reached out to people. And and when I say people, health professionals, I knew I had to get a nexus letter. Like once I got the appeal, because I didn't have that, I knew I had to get a nexus letter. Uh, And no one at the VA or the doctors at the VA wouldn't help me. Like get a nexus letter. His, his I just wrote a IMO, but he wouldn't. It's almost like they don't want to go into the realm of contradicting the regional office, the healthcare side. Well, here's the well, part. here's the part. Uh, I'll let you talk in just a second, John. But this is it. When somebody has dementia, Parkinson's, and the neuropathy, everything. That they even show on their website in 1995 that they have, they automatically deny them. So then mm-hmm. now they pass, pass the PACT Act, and now everybody's starting to get approved. And from what I understand, when somebody files a claim, you no longer say it's under the goal four, you file under burn pits, and w- in which is sad. I mean, I'm sorry, but there was more than just burn pits, there was sarin gas, there was PTABs, there was uh, the injections. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anthrax shot that was that was the injections, and then they also on top of that, you had you know the old rigs, the burn pits. Then you had uh, sarin gas mustard. You had so many mixtures, and with what your dad did by going cleaning up the bodies after the stud missiles, he was actually in the heart of where a lot of that stuff was, mm-hmm. and and to them they knew it. Mm-hmm. They should have jumped on it, and and this is a, I, I'm almost I'm I'm almost about to cry. I don't because it makes me so angry because mm-hmm. what your dad did, he spent his time serving his country longer mm-hmm. than what we did, mm-hmm. and, and what most people do. Most people spend two to four years, six years, and they're out. Your mm-hmm. dad spent twenty years to mm-hmm. serve his country, and with memorial day coming up and everything else and then you have july 4th and then you have veterans day that's the only time i see i, I really see the patriotism come out with the va oh hey world, you get close by. Well, this is my issue with the va is they always say at the end of the call or whatever thank you for your service or thank your dad for his service and they absolutely do nothing to help they're not proactive. If you have an issue, they don't follow up. You have to follow up with them. The doctors, I have come across a couple of good doctors at the VA. However, they have no clue about war illnesses and the vet. Like, it, 
it's unbelievable that they are not trained on what the veteran had to succumb to, like you were saying, the gases, the injections, the they have they don't know that history. They don't have that because they don't link it to the vet. So it's almost like going to a doctor that you have a heart problem, but you're going to an asthma doctor. Because he has no clue. Like, he has no clue. What, you know. Kirstie, I'm kind of curious because I did not have to do this. You mentioned a nexus letter. Now, this is something that I have not had to deal with. And I've got mixed reviews. When I say reviews, some things that I've read as to when a person says they they need a nexus letter, when they don't. I mean, it's basically a letter from somebody who can acknowledge the fact that you were there, uh, you know, whether... Uh, a military veteran friend or somebody that can vouch for what happened. Is that a fair? I mean, I'm not sure. Is that, is that no, what they're looking for? About a buddy statement. I'm t- a nexus letter is a IMO, which is an independent medical opinion from a oh. healthcare oh. professional. Okay. Basically the nexus letter connects the illness oh. with the environment that they okay. were in what they were succumbed to like the shots and so they'll say due to this this is why oh. he has are likely had so in other words in in the case that you're speaking of which it would it would basically you are having a hard time getting a va provider to acknowledge that yes this was because of the service which they don't want to do because right. they're stepping on their own feet Right. So well, I, I, I have to ask this. I have to ask this. Did they make you pay for that Nexus letter? Yeah. So I shame on shame on every one of you son of a bitches. I'm yep. gonna say it right now. Shame on anybody that makes you pay for a Nexus letter. I, I hey, you know what? They take their time out. They look at it. Why don't they do it for a guy that did it for 20 years? And right. This is where I am so angry. Is because yeah. there is no cure for us. There is nothing. But I, I tell you what, one of these days, one of these days, mark my words, there will be. And when the vets, but the vets, the only way we're going to do this is start connecting, gathering. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're with a hundred something groups out there that listens to our podcast and, and they watch it. And, you know, it, I mean, thank and thank each and every one of them for letting me post on there about it so right. people can watch this. We got thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners around this world mm-hmm. that listen to this and every single one of them have the same thing. And I, I, you know, the guys who sold over there, it's sad. Right. I, they, they made you pay for the Nexus letter. Right. Right. Well, I had to find a doctor first who was willing <laughs> to get involved and write, you know, to, to, um, uh, what do you call it? To, uh, review him, you know, to analyze him or to review him and then write the nexus letter. So you don't have too many doctors or I couldn't find too many doctors who would even be willing to do it because it's almost like they don't want to get involved with the government. Like they don't want to get involved in, in that. So, well, they I didn't had, get I trouble. to find someone to do it, you know. 
Are they gonna get a spanking? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know, but it's just like I wasn't connected. And when I say connected, like from Facebook groups, but usually it's not a Facebook group that has a list of healthcare professionals to say, okay, these are the people who are willing to help you and do this, this, and this. For you know, I'm talking about the Nexus letter. Like that would be awesome. If <laughs> we had like a, a, a reservoir or somebody we could go to and just say, okay, these are the people who are willing to help you. Cause I had to find, I had to continually ask. I can, I can also say Elizabeth Dole foundation, hidden heroes. They, they have been very instrumental in me getting information too, because those are the caregivers of the veterans so they're the ones that's having to research and dig information to a lot of those ladies and and men have um like reached out dm'd me with the information or whatever but going back to the nexus yes you i had to find somebody and then i had to pay for that healthcare professional to write the, the, the IMO, uh, the independent medical opinion. Because I was always told first you have to get the diagnosis. After you get the diagnosis, then you have to connect with the nexus letter, that diagnosis to the uh, military service. But you see, and that's the weird part. You don't. So everybody listen out there. I want y'all to hear me very clearly. They have a presumptive list. A presumptive list tells you exactly. So all these doctors are doing is they're writing the CR codes down. Yes, he has Parkinson's. Here's the CR code to this, 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 and this. This, this, and this. Go look up the CR codes of everything that you have and, and write it down. I, I mean, I, this is what I tell everybody. If anybody calls me up and says, hey, look, they ain't doing this. I don't have PTSD, but I'm going to file it anyway. I tell them, no, there should never be any false claims. And there's a lot of them out there, which is hurt people like your dad. Parkinson's should be 100%. It's, I'm still denied. As of today, Kevin, like I'm still denied on Parkinson's. So I'm still fighting that battle to get service connected with Parkinson's. What they did do was give me PTSD, but it was a journey because they were they originally told me his dementia was too far advanced to give him PTSD. See. Because he talked to the healthcare professionals, he couldn't go into details. He told them some things, but then he after about two minutes, he was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So he said, you know, and he would start shaking with the Parkinson because it, it, I don't know, it, it was just like he didn't want to talk about the events. He didn't want to talk about the war. He didn't, he didn't want to talk about it. But I had um, a time to get him just diagnosed with PTSD. They, they diagnosed him with unspecified trauma disorder. Okay. That's, yeah. And, and, but the thing about it is, is, in the fourth year or the fourth semester of a nursing book, it talks about the gold four vets and ALS and, and Parkinson's. What do you mean that you got to connect it? It's in a, my, and my wife is graduating this weekend from nursing school. And I, I, when I, when I saw that, I was like, holy crap. I mean, 
them doctors know the people reading are jackasses. Yeah. The people who read yeah. the claims are jackasses. Yeah, because like I said, I'm still denied for Parkinson. It's almost like I have to go to a law judge because that's how I got PTSD. We circumvented, not circumvented, but we just took it to a law judge. And he looked at all the information and he discredited the healthcare professionals, what they said. And he was like, he has <laughs> PTSD due to this, this, and this. Like, but it's just like I spent two years with the regional office appealing. Like, I don't understand how a law judge gets it, but they don't. Right. You know, it's the well same information. Believe me, whenever I tell you this, the law judge, 100% is on our side. All of them are. Because I, I got a vet that's up there right now. And he actually told me, he said, man, the judge, he, he's there, he is for the vets. Mm -hmm. And so up in Washington, they really have these judges. So mm -hmm. I, if I was you, I would push it, the rest of it. Tell me, yeah. hey, I'm going to take it to, to the judge. And you sit there. But because they passed the PACT Act, I believe his stuff will get passed faster now. And yeah. so because or they're, they're just so backlogged right right now. But you still go to doctors that don't know what they're doing. Well, That's this is a this is a problem now. I'm I done had over 30 CP exams. And now they're crossing. I'm going to the CP exam for the same thing in two different CP exams. The other, like the other third parties, like QTC and VES and LHR, Optima, they don't know what the other person is doing. They're just taking a subset of illnesses and it could be the same as VES has. And they, I'm going to the same, I'm going to the doctor for the same illness. You've been, you've been to... You and your dad have been to 33, three, zero CMP. So oh, compensation and pension exams. Right. 30 of them? 30. Oh, I have at least over the last 18 months, 30 exams. And, and now some of these, okay, first they lost our claim in January. Something happened to their system yeah. to where they lost the claim. Uh. Then my officer had to say no 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 this is a claim and they put it back in to development like we to me like we just started so My it's just goodness. I PTSD I got a hundred percent I did get a hundred percent in January from the law judge but all these other things that I have I don't understand why it's taken so long. And my dad supposedly have an expedited file due to his age and due to his health, but I'm hearing that the PACT Act is taking precedence over the expedited files. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't know. It, it, it is. I mean, the, the PACT Act has uh, has some really good stuff in it, uh, especially for like Camp Lejeune and but and uh, the post 9-11 guys, but in, in the middle, I've been hearing from a lot of us lately that it really isn't helping them because like like my last doctor visit, he was like, there's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> you know, he's like, y'all were exposed to so much crap. Right. There, there's nothing you can do. The doctor before him, my, my neurologist, 
all he looked at me, this is the first word that came out of his mouth. I don't believe anything that has to do with, with the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. And, and what? Yes. Yes. But these are nurse practitioners that are studying to be nurse practitioners. They haven't even got their practice license. So, uh, I mean, to, to me, you're coming out of college. Well, I'm sorry. You weren't even a twinkle in your daddy's eye whenever I was out during the desert storm. I mean, it's just true. And, and they are totally, the healthcare professionals are totally unaware of all these various wars of 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 the complications they they're they're unaware i don't understand why the va doesn't send these healthcare professionals to some kind of class or training before they see a vet like it should be a questionnaire of okay what war has this person served of what you know what has he been through because that does take to account when they assess you like that's, they, that's a really that's a, see that's a really 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 solid point there, Kirsty. I think, and that's a good question. I mean, why? I mean, I don't know how they're being trained, or you know, they're not what, trained at all. Because I, you know, asked, or, oh well, he, they got an MD or the DO license. Come on board, we need people. You know, right. but like you said, I mean, if you you get hired, I get hired, Kevin gets hired from some some wherever we're going to work. They want to know what's our background. Oh, right. here's what you're going to be doing. This I, is going to be this, this, and this. Why wouldn't that be expected I, from I, the VA? I don't think the VA will ever hire me. <laughs> Imagine my ass going into the VA system. Man, oh. I would. What they need to do is make me head of the the VA. <laughs> I would. If they, uh, hey, anybody, hey, President Trump or uh, uh, Biden, I don't care who the hell you are. I will so, be your VA administrator <laughs> and I will straighten this shit up in two weeks. It's it's weeks. it's a broken it's a broken system on both yeah. sides. The original the regional healthcare is a broken system and then the medical side is broken. I had to go our VA doesn't have a neurology department. I did I should have known that two years ago, but I didn't. They have a neurologist but they don't have a neurology department to treat pain and the complications of a muscular uh, skeletal disorder. Well, I'll tell you what, ours, ours, we do have a neurologist. We have a neurologist team and all that stuff. This is what they do. Uh, Mr. Simon, uh, uh, I heard you had some problems with your pills one day that you you almost committed suicide because we because somebody messed up. I don't know who it was, and of course I was like, no, it, it, it was y'all. You, you prescribed it. You you jacked up. Don't. And then, uh, so what I want to do, Mister Simon, is I want to keep you on six hundred milligrams of Lyrica, then, <laughs> but but I I want to raise your Valexifen up. I'm like, no, hell, that that's the one almost made you commit suicide. No. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was like, mm. and luckily my wife was there. She's like, yeah, I don't think so. And, and, yeah. But that, I, I want to praise you, Kirsty. I, I do. I want to praise you. I, 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 I adore everything that you're doing. 
Thank you. Thank you. You have, you have done you amazing. Need a lot of kudos because yeah. I wouldn't have had the patience. My ass would have been taken out in handcuffs. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. The conversations are not pretty when I do talk to the VA because they have worn me out to where I am not civil. Like, and when I say civil, I am professional, but it's just like they call you. They don't know. They haven't looked at your file. They just call you out the blue. They tell you the same thing, you know, so you just you're exhausted because they are not focused on helping you. They're just trying to do a job. Well, I, it, yeah. but I, I will say this for the healthcare providers, for, for my P, uh, PCP, whatever they call it. Shh, they're overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. I will give the VA one thing. The doctors are so overwhelmed that they see yeah. somebody every 10 minutes. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Send us to somebody out. Yeah. Send me to MD Anderson if I get cancer. Right. Right. Send me to the people that have been studying neurology for years right. and years. And years. The, the Mayo Clinic, uh, it's almost like they need to do a partnership with the Mayo Clinic well, or something. There was there was a partnership. Now, when I was going, so not to interrupt, but when you just brought this up. So back in, I don't know, it was either 17 or 18, I asked the question, and it was some sort of contract problem between the VA and mayo there was a contract problem and it was let go i don't know all the details hardly any of the details but i know that and so i mean you go to the mayo or someplace that's right renowned renowned for taking care of things right specialize in these illnesses that that would be helpful but my dad was transferred from three different clinics because they colors like they have the blue, the silver, the green clinic, purple colors, clinic. Colors and, for for what? And, to identify what? It's just a different clinic, like different set of doctors. And he was transferred three times because I wasn't satisfied with one clinic. The other clinic, I feel like I was too much <laughs> because I asked too many questions and I pushed. <laughs> Good and I for pushed. you. And then they transferred. They said, you know what? It's more complex. We can't handle it. So they gave me to another clinic. But the wow. clinic that I'm at now, I feel like I've got the most help from the clinic that I'm in now. But it's it's just like even finding the right doctors within the VA. Uh, like I said, it goes from the Service Connect administration side to the healthcare side. Which, like I said, both of them are broken systems. And you're and, just, and you're in the state of Mississippi. I'm the, in the and, state of Mississippi, and my my VA is GV Sunny Montgomery. It's two VAs here. It's one on the coast in Biloxi, and then Jackson, Mississippi, GV Sunny Montgomery. I've even had to go to the chief of staff of the VA because huh. they want to approve a consult for neurology. My dad suffered for, from pain for six months, which kicked in his dementia. And the departments held up the consult. They would not approve it. I This is unbelievable to me. For six months, my dad was going through pain three times a day, screaming, crying, snotting, just delirious with the neuropathy pain. And I could not get them to sign, it took them, like I said, three to four months to sign a consult. What was their reasoning? 
they one of them felt like they had a neurology department there, but it's like the doctor himself, the neurologist himself told me, Kirsty, I come once a week. We do not have the resources for the type of pain your dad has. So I had the perfect doctor. It's just that the support system of the other departments, because he signed off on it. It was just the other departments that needed to sign off on it. And then the community, what is it, community care departments, it's, it's broken. It takes them right now, they're telling me it's taking them over 30 days to schedule a consult for, for a veteran. Because once it's signed off and approved, it goes to community care for them to process it. And it's just, it's taking two to three, uh, uh, 30 to 30 to 60 days for a consult to be processed. If, well, a veteran is in, if, if a veteran is in severe pain or whatever, you know what somebody told me that they, and they wasn't supposed to tell me this, you take them to an ER and not the, well, not the, not the uh, veteran ER. You go to a private hospital ER and get that taken care of. I, I actually... Um, is, 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 we're having some mic issues. Is that on our end, Kevin? Or is that? No, 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 that's not that, that'd be on, on, something's messing up with your mic a little bit. It kind of got distorted. Oh, okay. Which is fine. Which is fine. I can, I I heard every word you said. We we can, so, you know, it's interesting. You just mentioned, so I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna tell the whole story. I'll do that another day. But as far as the pain, yes, Kirsty. I, so I, I'm, you know, I always, I'm in Iowa, I'm in rural Iowa and I, I had some problems and I needed pain medicine. I ran out of pain meds and that's exactly what they shared with me. They don't have anything set up through the VA. You have to go if you're in pain. And I said, well, you know, I was kind of a little bit like your dad in respect to, well, I don't want to take up a, a, an ear, a, I'm not dying, but I, you know, I don't have any way to manage my pain. And I was apprehensive to take up an emergency room for that. But unfortunately, that's the only thing they have available. If if your loved one, if you're the veteran or, or caring for a veteran and you hear this podcast and your loved one or whatever is in pain and there's no way to get pain, take them to the emergency room. Well, no. I, I mean, on on top of not just only taking them to take them to a different emergency room, yes, because that, that let everybody know out there so everybody can understand. You take your damn, but if there's an emergency, even if you don't think it's an emergency, but you think it's an emergency, still take them to a, a real hospital. I mean, <laughs> that's just true. But uh, you you know, let's take the whole overview of everything that we have talked about this evening because we're getting close on time. So what needs to happen is, is they need to make me either president of the United States or president <laughs> of the VA or, you, you know, I, I hell, just put my ass in charge. Two weeks. That's all I want. You give me two weeks and half the people will be fired in, in the VA. And I will hire veterans to come and take care of veterans. We got triage uh, nurses that have been out on the field. And I mean, the the nurses aren't the problem. The problem is, is that one hand doesn't talk to to the other. Yes, exactly. That's it. And there needs to be more knowledge. 
And nobody can tell me they don't know anything about the Gulf War because on the VA.gov site, the doctor can go and look it up. Everything's on there that they need to learn to know what we were exposed to. Does that broad that up? And from a caregiver's point of view, I don't know what it's like. But I definitely, I mean, taking care of your dad, I love you for that. I think that is one of the most heartwarming things that a human being can do. I mean, that's the least that I can do because my dad sacrificed his body to support us, really. He went to the to the army honestly because he was a coach a school teacher he always had like three four jobs you know and to support us that's what he he did he sacrificed his body so like i said this is the least that i could do but i had no clue that the veterans was going through the things that i have experienced like it's unbelievable (laughs) right well and so, John, I'm going to leave you with some last words. What would you like to say? Well, um, this ought to be interesting. So, well, no, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, no, I'm not going to go too crazy. I'm just so, uh, Kirsty, you had mentioned it took you a while to find a, a VSO. So, a veteran service officer who is willing to put in a little bit of work doing their job. And if one isn't doing the job, you go to another. My local VSO. Like I mentioned earlier, she's fantastic. She busts her ass and she will she will go to the ends of the earth to help fellow veterans. She does great. And she actually explained to me in their classes when they're taught things, you know, they're going to get paid irregardless. Kind of like a lot of things in this world, but they're not. I, I think the, the veterans service officers, some of them aren't being held accountable when they're not doing what they can for the fellow veterans. So if that, you know, and we say go to the next one, which it shouldn't have to be like that, but it's kind of like if you got a doctor that can't pull their head out of their ass and tell you what to do, then you go to see another one, right? I mean, just saying. I'll pull my head out of her ass. So, so um, thank you for everything that you're doing uh, for your dad, Kirsty. I know um, it's taken a lot of hard work and, and dedicate and, and, and you're advocating for your father and 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 you've been doing great. Thank you for doing that. You're amazing. And so, well, thank you guys for having me and inviting me to the podcast. And uh, I know John has been mentioning it over the several weeks, but or and um, it's just like my days. I just never know <laughs> what's right. going to happen. Sure. <laughs> right. But thank you so much. And and you got my number. You got John's number. If right. you need if you need any help or anything like that, you got questions. Call us. Yeah, all right, well, don't hesitate. And for everybody out there, I'm just going to say this. Veterans need to start connecting. We, I, it doesn't matter if we're Korean, Vietnam, um, Desert Storm, Gulf War, Iraqi Freedom. Uh, I mean, all the way to Afghanistan. We're all in the same boat. We all go to the same VA. We all need to be together. And for the caregivers out there. From the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for everything that you do for the veterans. And I, I mean, it, it's a hard task, but it, it, it's just an awesome thing that each and every one of y'all do. And everybody, I want y'all to have a great night. And I will see y'all next week. And I will also be on 
uh, live Saturday at one o'clock at the event with Sarah. And we'll have co-hosts and we'll have holistic uh, doctors there, uh, all sorts of people. And so it'd be a good thing to watch. And maybe there's other different avenues we can go about. But y'all have a great night. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everyone. Take care, Kirsten. Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at goforsideeffects.com.